You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. We don't need a name. We're a team. Your, your name is Team. You're on a tight leash too, bro. Wayne Haskins. Mr. Glass, Carson Wentz, and his offense. Prime time. Damn. Yeah, I love your optimism. I had to get a tall boy for the event. The New York football giants. Deep sleep. Deep, bro. Al Michaels is showing up to work. Nate Solder, get your ass in the building. <laughs> Dude, you should see B. Wills' face right now. He's so giddy. Appreciate being a part of this show, guys. Yes, sir. That was as great as I thought it could be. <laughs> Happy New Year's and cheers from the NFC East Feast. We are back with week 17, and I got my boy GVR back in studio. We are in the studio, baby. I did not kill myself after last week, so that's good news for myself and my lady. Um, But yeah, man. I just spilled beer on my computer screen, but I am glad that you are here. Yes, I am. I am. I'm here. I don't know how much I'll say to you or all the people out there listening. And we do appreciate all this. I know I haven't been here the last few weeks and you've had to deal with Brian by himself, which I'm sure is difficult to listen to. (laughs) Um, But I am back, baby, and I am facing the music. So B, go ahead and take it away, brother. Well, listen, George, I'm going to give you the good, the bad, and the ugly here. And first of all, I want to give you some respect because you brought up a very good point. We were talking earlier on the phone. As bad as the Dallas Cowboys whooped the Washington football team this past Sunday night, it was completely opposite last year. So I did a little math, although I'm not very good with numbers. Last year, the Washington football team beat the Dallas Cowboys by a combined score of 66-19. to That's a 47-point differential. This year, the Dallas Cowboys beat the Washington football team by a combined score of 83-34. to that's a 49-point differential. So we're, I would say over the past two seasons, it's pretty much an even draw. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's – I don't know. Are we jumping into this game right now, B? What are we doing? If we could jump into it, we could I wait think we, for later. I think we got to start with this game, man. It's it's uh, it's it's on my mind. I know that. I'm, I'm going to let you take it away. I mean, there's so many damn highlights that you, you, could, you could call out, dude, uh, and, and as far as the defense – the offense, the special teams, right? With a punter, the guy, the third string quarterback, dude. Everyone did something that game. So please, please, bro. a team effort. All right, I got some stuff for y'all. Um, I mean, this this game for the Dallas Cowboys was obviously their best game of the entire season. Uh, the Cowboys are the first team in the NFL this year to score fifty five points or more in a game. That wasn't the only stat that the Cowboys produced. That was pretty impressive. Uh, my boy Dak Prescott, shout out to Dak, NFC Offensive Player of the Week. He had been struggling the past couple weeks. It was awesome to see him get back on track against a pretty quality defense. Uh, He became the first player in NFL history, George, to throw a touchdown to both a running back, a wide receiver, a tight end, and an offensive lineman. Shout out to Terrence Steele for catching that touchdown. He wasn't the only one in the NFC East who uh, caught a touchdown from the offensive lineman position. We'll get into that in a little bit later. But yeah, Dak had a great game. Uh, The Cowboys, as you said, man, we had touchdowns on offense, on defense, on special teams. We're the first team actually since the 2012 Philadelphia Eagles, shout out to the NFC East Feast, to accomplish that feat. 
I mean, George, we, we put up 42 points at halftime. Like, that's crazy, man. The Washington football team is not – you guys aren't that bad. I don't I don't know what happened. It's uh, – Be Wills, Be Wills, real quick, dude. Our yeah. defense is probably the worst in the league without eight of our starters. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, it's probably the worst in the league. Our team – I mean, you saw the Saints last week when they were beat up with COVID. They lost 20-3 to against Correct. the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. We can't get out of hand. We're talking about the boys – Again, the boys kicked our ass straight up. Right. There's no denying that. And I'm not just simply making excuses about COVID and injuries, but this is not the Washington football team from week one. This this is you. the Saints like they were against the Fins. That's they no got their enough. ass kicked. And, you know, I, I, yeah, I mean, and, and the thing is, is with, with the Washington football team, the one thing I was really upset about was Deron Payne and John Allen getting into it on the sideline there. Uh, you know, you saw teammates turning on each other a little bit. That's not what we're about. That's not obviously what leadership is about with Ron Rivera. So that was, that was troubling to see, but I, I, it's, it's just tough without both backers. You got Jamin Davis and Cole Holcomb out now. Like I didn't even know they were going to be out. And then you got Kendall Fuller out and you got William Jackson, the third out. And it, it, it's just, it's not our defense. And again, you scold, you scored on all accounts, special teams, defense, offense. It's not like your offense just beat us up solely. So it, it, it was tough to watch. I didn't watch the whole game. Warman was tough enough, I think, to watch the whole game. What but I, I saw, I saw what I, what was coming. I, I literally, bro, I, it's just hard for me to watch. I get so frustrated and so stressed out. And I, I just want to cry, dude. It, it's just sad. And, for Washington football fans out there that did watch the whole game, bro, my thoughts are out for you. I hope you still <laughs> survived. I hope you're okay. And um, yeah, shout out to the Washington football fans that 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 watched the entire game. So honestly, man, I want to take this to a more serious note just for a minute. I don't. It's it's you know New Year's Eve is tomorrow, um, but I do want to say a prayer for the entire Washington football organization. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Uh, Montez Sweat, his brother was killed this week. You guys are dealing with that. Something I haven't heard spoken about in traditional media, December 23rd, so Christmas Eve, Eve, if you will, DeShazier Everett, a playmaking uh, guy in the secondary for you, he killed his girlfriend in an automobile accident. Obviously, he didn't mean to do that, so no uh, no ill will on DeShazier Everett, just like I'm sure Henry Ruggs did not mean to do what he did. So the Washington football team is dealing with more than just COVID. They're literally dealing with death. So, I mean, not even a leader of men like Ron Rivera can rally the troops against an obstacle like that. So this all wasn't just like, Oh, the Cowboys are all of a sudden, you know, like I've seen so many Cowboys fanboys posting on the blogs about how when I've seen a lot, bro. <laughs> yeah. I've seen a lot of that. And I'm just like, guys, y'all need to chill for a second. When we're That's clicking, all. nobody can stop us. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, the AFC West stopped us because the Broncos, the chiefs and the Raiders beat us. Like they're not that good, but Back to um, pumping up my Dallas Cowboys. Sorry, I, sorry. No, I cut you there. Yeah, no, no, you're good. I, I want to pump up 7-11 just like I did last week, man. Micah Parsons, number 11, had his 13th sack of the season. Micah Parsons is now graded by pro football focus as the number one linebacker in football. And I'm sure you saw it on Instagram. He is now graded as the second highest pass rush grade in football, only behind a guy named Aaron Donald, who just might be the best to ever do it from the defensive tackle position. So I don't know what you want to say. He's either the best linebacker or the second best pass rusher. But the kid is something special. Somebody oh, else franchise. That's franchise, right? Oh, that's franchise, baby. That's Somebody franchise. else who is special, um, Trayvon Diggs. I mean, I think the first throw of the game set the tone for the entire game. I mean, Taylor Heineke threw probably 
an ill advised. It was a gimme. Pass. You know, it wasn't a gimme. It was. It was. It was. I don't even know if it was ill advised. I think he gave his player a chance. I think Trayvon, Trayvon just played it really well. Yes. Cut cut the receiver off and just kind of bodied him a little bit. I think he puts. I will say I've been hard on Trayvon. Mm-hmm. And I really have. I was like, this guy's not that good. He's just getting lucky with turnovers. His. His um, CT loves to talk about this, but his play on when the ball comes up yes. and, and it's him versus the receiver, he's always going to attack that ball before that receiver if he's close to it, you know. And and right. I'll give him that, dude. He he is a absolute uh, game breaker, bro. The guy yes. the guy changes the pace at any point in the game. He gets oh, bro. He just gets so hyped. His team gets hyped around him. They love him. It is fun watching Trayvon, and and I I give him credit. And uh, I take back what I said about him, man. He's he's absolutely a uh, a player. He's he's becoming more than just a ball hog. I think he's. I don't want to say he's completely a shutdown corner, but he's becoming more of a true cover corner. But that pick that he had to start the game with Taylor Heineke was his 11th interception of the season. That is more than 12 NFL teams have total as a team. Um, that's the most of any single player in the NFL. Since 1981, that predates all of us um, not listening to this podcast, but all of us partaking in this podcast. We're not done with the season, bro. No, no. um, And that that 1981 player who had 11 interceptions was Everson Walls, who played for the Dallas Cowboys. So, of course, that um, that 11. Interesting, though. No one who knows who the hell Everson Walls is. Other than diehard boys fans like yourself and maybe some of your family yeah. and friends. But I would say from an outsider perspective, who, who the hell is that? Is Everson Walls. Well, he had 11 picks <laughs> in 81. Um, Hopefully, and- we're not talking about the same with Trayvon. Hopefully, we talk about more years from Trayvon like yes, we did Dion. So we'll I'm- see. Oh, if he gets those that prime time numbers, we'll see. But um, and now he clearly is tied with Everson Walls for the team record. So if he gets one more, that will put him as the all-time leader in Cowboys franchise history. If he gets three more, he will tie Night Train Lane with 14. That's the NFL record. So there's only two games wow. left. I doubt he'll get three picks. But, but just the fact that he is playing in that upper echelons of defensive backs, very impressive from Trayvon. Very impressive from Micah. And the last guy I want to shout out is Demarcus Lawrence. Last year, I told Demarcus that he wore a ski mask, and I got a lot of giggles. Well, the ski mask is certainly off. This guy's not Robin Banks. He's Robin quarterbacks. I think that interception that he had was one of the most athletic plays I've seen in the NFL this season. The way he tipped it to himself, when Randy Gregory did it against you guys a couple weeks ago, there was nobody in front of him. He literally just caught it and just ran in a, in a straight line. Demarcus Lawrence is out there dodging defenders. I mean, I hope it looks like a tight end, dude. Yes. No, he looks like a no, absolutely. It was he, a monster play. Like he was super athletic through that. I, I think everyone talked about that. It was it was very it was surprising to everybody. He's more elusive than Zeke. So I think that Demarcus yeah. Lawrence maybe should get some snaps on offense, but but yeah, the, the whole defense was playing amazing. The, the whole the whole team was just clicking, man. We're we're, uh, we're blocking punts for touchdowns, and that's it. I'm not going to beat up on you anymore. I appreciate you being a good sport about it, just like I was a good sport last year. Let's hope maybe next year we have a good old fashioned Cowboys football team rivalry, and we just split yeah. Hopefully, it it's not so one sided. It usually yeah. is not as one sided as the last couple of years. Usually, it comes down to a score. I know right. the first game it came down to one score, but it was still a blowout. We all know that, and yeah. You know, I just I hope for the best for for my team, and honestly, I hope everyone just gets healthy and 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 gets their mind right with with everything going on. It's it's been tough to be a fan of this team this year. It's always tough, but this year this year especially, man. When you get hope like that, you get four games in a row, and and then your team starts kind of just going down, and things start 
you know, happening in the outside world and you're, you're not as focused. And uh, I hope Ron can get his troops back together. I hope we don't just simply give up uh, to the end of the year, but you know, if we do lose the next couple of games, it's better draft status for us. So I think you wouldn't even talk about, the upcoming draft. Did you want to give us a holler at somebody? Course, you, know, at after, you know, after a loss, George, I always want to give you that light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> and I would have said, I was hoping to tell you to turn on ESPN to watch Pitt versus Michigan State in the Peach Bowl. But unfortunately, Kenny Pickett sat out this game because, of course, he wants to save his draft value and not get hurt. Kenny Pickett plays for Pittsburgh. Now, Kenny Pickett, he... Reminds me a little bit of Daniel Jones. He has sneaky speed. When he gets around the corner, the kid has some wheels. He um, had a controversial play in the ACC championship. I'm not sure if you guys saw this, where he did a fake slide. So the player thought he was going to slide, but he was so smooth with it. His, his knees never touched the ground, almost like a baseball player going in a second, and he popped back up. So the kid has some athleticism. And what I really like about Kenny Pickett is he has over 1,600 college snaps. Now, a player who wow. has, yes, yeah. so he's a veteran. Players who have 1,200 college snaps are considered a lot coming out of the draft. So Kenny Pickett is a veteran. And um, I heard Greg Cosell say today he's an easy thrower of the football. He needs to work on his mechanics a little bit, but that can certainly be coached up by perhaps Scott Turner and the Washington football team staff. But um, I think this is a player to be on the radar. If it's not going to be Matt Coral, Malik Willis, it's going to be Kenny Pickett or um, perhaps Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati. These are the guys that uh, perhaps could be in the future of the Washington football team. But we will uh, we will move on. This was the most lopsided loss in the history of the Cowboys football team franchise. So I think that we uh, we will look forward to some much tighter games uh, in the coming seasons. Uh, another game, unfortunately, in the NFC East that was not that tight was the New York football Giants against the Philadelphia Eagles. This was a very close game. It was actually 3-3 three to three at halftime. And as I'm like watching this I'm, it, it, in the 1 o'clock window, I'm like, are, there's no way the Giants are, are actually going to pull off this, this upset. They're slowing down Philadelphia's running game, which is very hard to do. But the second half, Philadelphia, uh, they woke up. Uh, the Giants started Jake Fromm in this game, his first career start. He was horrible. Six for 17, 25 yards and an interception. So they threw Mike Glennon back in, but it was too late. The Eagles were feasting in this game. They only ran, I say only, uh, Philadelphia ran for 130 yards. So that's uh, well below their NFL uh, leading average. But a big part of that was uh, Miles Sanders broke his hand in this game, and he has now been placed on IR. So right now, Philadelphia holds that seventh and final playoff position in the NFC. So that might um, be a little bit alarming for them going forward. But they do have a pretty stout running back room. They still got Boston Scott, Jordan Howard, Kenneth Gainwell, and of course, um, who am I missing? Uh, Jalen Hurts himself can, can run the ball. Uh, Jalen threw the ball uh, better than he usually does in this game, threw for 200 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, my boy Devontae Smith, or as I like to call him, the Slim Reaper, had a great game. He had 80 yards receiving and a touchdown. Uh, something I saw on Devontae Smith. Um, there's two games left in the season. He is 92 yards away from setting the Eagles record for most receiving yards by a rookie. And he is only 179, 179 yards away from becoming the first Eagles wide receiver to reach the 1,000-yard milestone since Jeremy Macklin way back in 2014. 
So that says something about the Eagles and their lack of uh, receiving uh, talent. But I don't know. I mean, George, should, should we beat up on the Giants anymore? What do, what do you think about this game? Not really. I mean, honestly, I, I could care less about the Giants. I'm We're talking done. about the Eagles, man. Yeah. The Eagles won the last five out of six games. That defense is looking good. The Look backers great. are flying around. Alex Singleton, great. absolute stud, bro, from Canada, dude, dude with a pick six. Oh. That came in handy. Uh, obviously, the running game, we've been talking about that all year, but right. they're really starting to come together. It's 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 really impressive. I'm I'm <laughs> As you said in weeks prior, we're, we're more worried about Philly than anybody yes. uh, moving along the season. They're finally over 500. They're definitely a playoff team. Oh, yeah. This play, this game is ex- – I mean, not this game, but this team is very exciting. And, and they're they're putting it together. I don't know if, if Jalen can steer the ship when it comes down to, the, to having to make a play in the passing game. But the running game, they're unlocked. The defenses are flying around. The team camaraderie is up. The Eagles are someone to I, – I don't want to play them. No. I don't want to play them. If the playoffs ended today, okay, or if, excuse me, if this regular season ended saying the playoffs started, the first-round matchup would be the Philadelphia Eagles coming to Dallas to play the Cowboys. And I think obviously not only for this podcast but for this division, that would be pretty fun. But as a Cowboys fan, I don't want to see them. It's, I mean, that's that's a scary team, and they and they have a recipe that's hard to prepare for. Well, which is just pounding the goddamn rock. So, you know, Nick Sirianni was the butt of a lot of preseason jokes. Shout out to him for you know not letting the noise get to him and his team, keeping them focused. And now they're one of Bro, the hottest teams in the NFL. We trashed Philly in the beginning of the year. <laughs> yeah, we clowned him back. We trashed them, dude. <laughs> like it was bad. It was bad. Um, Dude, want- we don't even know anybody on their defense, bro. Who do they even have? Who like, are they? That's what's so great about the NFL and the NFC East as as a whole is is you just never know what can happen. And uh, good for Philly, man. Good for Philly. We get some surprises. I want to shout out uh, uh, the guys who I like to call George uh, Hog Mollies. Okay, first <laughs> that's the new New York Giants fans. I've got a light at the end of the tunnel for you, just like I had for George. I have been calling Andrew Thomas, who you guys took number four overall last year out of Georgia, an absolute bust. Yes, you have. Uh, I remember that. Yep. Andrew Thomas, the past 462 pass blocking snaps he's been on the field, has allowed just one sack. So Andrew Thomas is coming into his own as a primetime left tackle in this league. So if you can get the quarterback position right, I was very surprised to see the report from Adam Schefter that came out that the Giants were going to bring back um, not so much Joe Judge, but Daniel Jones next year. So I don't know if it's Daniel Jones. I already told you guys about the quarterback prospects. Maybe it's uh, deep tissue Deshaun Watson. Maybe it's Russell Wilson. Maybe it's Aaron. I don't know who it's going to be. But it, it, whoever the Giants get at, a, at the quarterback position, if they are somewhat competent, I think you have found yourselves a decent, decent left tackle going forward. And are those are those snaps or passing plays, though? Those are passing snaps. Passing snaps. Yes. Passing okay. step. Well, you know they try to get the ball out of Jalen's hands fast. Okay. Correct. But but I get it. No, I I, I think that oh, – wait, I'm sorry. You're talking about the Giants. The Giants. Offensive tackle. Understood. Yes. My bad. Andrew I'll shut Thomas. up then. Okay. Now, and, okay. Andrew Thomas also, George, has a receiving touchdown. That, I told you about the NFC East lineman because my boy Terrence oh, Steele got a receiving Lane touchdown. Jo- Lane Johnson, too, got a, got yes. a, got a touchdown. Lane, thank you. Lane Johnson yeah. had a receiving touchdown. I have a stat on Lane. Lane Johnson has allowed zero sacks this year, 
and has one touchdown. So Lane Johnson, as an offensive tackle, has more touchdowns. Has scored more than given up. Yes. Wow. Very impressive lane. The entire Eagles offensive line has been impressive. Um, didn't he have like, didn't Lane have some depression issues or some mental? Yes. Okay. Interesting he, he, story he, he, on him. I did see that story. Yep. Yeah. You called it out a couple weeks ago. On, uh, you and Kirsten were watching the Fox pregame show. So shout out to Lane for being brave enough to, uh, to deal with his struggles. Um, but the entire Eagles offensive line, um, their left tackle, in particular, the left side of their offensive line. Although, although Lane plays right tackle, uh, their left tackle is Jordan Mailata. He has had an amazing season. Their left guard is Landon Dickerson. He's a rookie out of Alabama. Been an absolute revelation. He, along with uh, Creed Humphrey, who is a rookie center for the Chiefs, I believe have been the two best rookie offensive linemen in this league. And of course, I their say center best best offensive lineman or best, best offensive line rookie when it when it comes to names, bro. Philly's offensive line names. Yep. Those guys Impressive. sound intimidating, bro. Yeah, Mylata. Uh, yeah, and Dickerson. No, it's pretty good. Yeah, Lane. please, real quick, save the last four that you said last names. Were. Okay. We got Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, Landon Dickerson, and Jordan Mylata. Mylata. What was the? I thought there was another guy. That's it. I mean, we got Brandon okay. Brooks okay. is hurt. He's on IR. He's the other oh, guy. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. But they're a great offensive line, and it doesn't matter if it's Miles Sanders, Jalen Hurts, Kenneth Gainwell, Jordan Howard. This is who they're 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 running left. And it's and it's working. It's working. They're the best rushing offense in football. And um, back to Andrew Thomas, real quick to switch back to the Giants' offensive line. Andrew Thomas has a receiving touchdown. He actually got that against the Buccaneers. So, left tackle Andrew Thomas has one receiving touchdown this year. Kenny Galladay, the guy they paid <laughs> uh, twenty or thirty million this past offseason, has zero. Touchdown that's crazy, bro. That's crazy. How wild is that? And that's I think that nuts. just sums up the New York Giants season uh, in a nutshell, man. The fact that their left tackle has more uh, receiving yards than what should have been their number one receiver. But Giants fans, <laughs> right now, the current NFL draft order, the Giants would select number five, and they would also select number eight. That's a pick they got from the Chicago Bears when the Bears traded up to get Justin Fields this past year. So... Giants fans, right now you've got two picks in the top 10. So if you find one of these quarterbacks that you like, you can do that. Or you can trade those picks to maybe get one of these big fish free agents that are going to be out there. Bro, there's so many needs for the Giants though, right? Like, what do yes. you do? You know, you got to, you, you, do you want to go quarterback and you want to piss off Daniel Jones? Is it, is there a guy you really like? Or do you want to beef up that defense? The defense is already pretty solid. And if you beef up that defense and make it about the run game, it's just, or you get an offensive lineman. There's just so many holes you need to fit with New York. It, it, it's tough, you know. B, what would you do? What would you do, B? I think you go after a quarterback, man. I think you do your best to take if because they're going to get right now. They got two picks in the top ten. So let's let's just say for the sake of argument, two weeks from now they have two top ten picks. You have to package those, and I'll give you if I'm David Gettleman, who might be fired by the way in a couple weeks. I'll give you my my first round pick next year. I calling up the Seattle Seahawks. I'm going. Pete Carroll's on his way out. You guys are in the process of a total rebuild. I know for a fact, Russell Wilson's wife is Ciara. She doesn't enjoy living in the Pacific Northwest looking at rain every day. Send her to the Big Apple in New York and let her live out her dream as living on the East Coast. She can be a starlight. She can be singing on Broadway. Give me Russell Wilson. You can take all my first-round picks for the next five years. They need a quarterback, man, because I'm sorry to say I'm going to – Pound the table here. CT's been saying it for months. I'm finally with him. Saquon Barkley is a bust. 
I am sorry. Oh, bro, you know who said that before anybody is Jay Ooh. Lutz. Yeah, Jay Lutz said that right. he did, and we all kind of questioned him, and we're like, bro, it's too early to tell, and this and that, but he did. Jay Saquon, Lutz, Saquon Barkley this past week, fifteen carries for thirty yards. He's averaging two yards a carry. It's not all Saquon's fault. He has had the injuries. He's got a shitty offensive line. Saquon shitty offensive is done line, for sure, definitely. I don't you think can, Saquon you is a bum. I don't think he's a bum for a good offensive line. I think he's a solid running back. I just don't think he's the same. Where he got drafted, he was a top five draft pick, much like Ezekiel Elliott. And Zeke isn't a bust because he had a really good early career. But Saquon is never going to be the guy that we thought he was going to be coming out of Penn State. So you need to build around the quarterback position. And that's the only way to do it. Daniel Jones is not going to lead you to the promised land. You have an average running game. You've got decent weapons. Although Kenny Galladay is not what we thought he was going to be. You still got him, Sterling Stepard, Kadarius Toney's a nice piece. You've got Rudolph and Engram at tight ends. Solidify. Even if you get Russ, you see what Russ is doing with Seattle with that offensive line. You gotta get guy beefy guys up front. I, I think you go you could use a first round pick on an offensive lineman. Yes. I think you have to. That's a conservative way to look at because you can't I don't think you can have both. I don't think you can get Russ and have a first round pickup as an offensive lineman. I think you have to give up that first round pick to even get Russ. Yeah. So I say I'm not sure how their cap situation looks, but try it or or maybe they'll fall in. You never know. One of these one of these kids um, that we talked about earlier that the football team could end up getting, the Giants might fall in love with, and they might just take them and, and just, or who knows, maybe they, they're like, yo, Daniel Jones isn't that bad. They'll be like, oh, he's, he's looked decent. You know, he's, he's- <laughs> I feel like they elevate. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you, the Giants need more than any team in the East. That's for sure. I, I think when Washington's healthy, I, I don't think we have to fill a ton of holes. No. Um, I don't think there's a ton of holes within the Eagles other than maybe – uh, just, just over. I mean, Jalen. I, I don't know what he's going to be uh, as far as passing goes. And he's eight, um, seven, though, he's a winner. Yeah. No. Agreed. And I think agreed. I think a guy that every, not every team, not I exclude the Cowboys and the Eagles. I'll say the Giants and the Washington Football Team should have their eye on is a potential free agent who plays out in the desert by the name of Derek Carr. Because I think if you get a guy like Derek Carr to come in <laughs> for the bro, Washington Derek Football Carr, Team, I like Derek Carr. <laughs> And I hope that Derek Carr <laughs> plays for Washington because I think he will lead you guys to the playoffs, man. Don't laugh at me. I love Derek Carr. But we'll see. But um, unfortunately, we got to talk about the Giants a little bit more. Okay. We'll do this very briefly. Let's start our week 17 preview, which will have the New York Giants facing the Chicago Bears, okay? Um, <laughs> Bro, no, let's just move on, dude. <laughs> The only reason I want to talk about this game very briefly, guys, is one of our very loyal listeners and good friends. His name is Robert Plaza, and Robert is a big-time Bears fan. So I just want to talk about the Bears and the Giants for just a minute. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it more. We I think we said enough about the New York football Giants. We'll talk about the Bears. Um, the, both these teams are out of the playoffs, uh, but the Bears... I don't know who's going to be starting a quarterback for them. I'm not sure if it's going to be Andy Dalton. Not sure if it's going to be Justin Fields. Not sure if it's going to be a big dick Nick Foles, who is very familiar to the NFC East feast. But I think the Bears are an intriguing team because they have a good running game with David Montgomery. They've got some weapons with uh, Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, uh, Jimmy Graham, Allen Robinson. And I'm a big fan of Justin Fields, man. I think if they can get the head coach right in Chi-Town, and the Bears defense is always, you know, they're the monsters of the midway. They always show up to play. I think the Bears can be an intriguing team. Um, so 
Giants are coming to Chicago. Bears are favored by six, which I'm surprised by, probably because the Giants are just that damn bad right now with, with the uh, complete abysmal play at the quarterback position. I'm going to take the Dub Bears to win this game. I'll go Chicago 24, Giants 17. How about you? Yeah, man, I uh, I actually have a good friend, not only just Robert Plaza, but shout out to Robert. I'm, I'm pumped that you listened to the pod, bro, and I miss you. Um, but also one of my good friends, Justin, is a Bears fan. And, you know, it's a struggle to be a Bears fan, just like it's a struggle yeah. to be a lot of the, you know, the Giants, Redskins, Eagles. I mean, we all struggle, right? But um, I, in this game specifically, I could care less, bro. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to lie to you. Um, the, the Giants seem to be giving up. Uh, it seemed to be honestly looking for draft position at this point. Yeah. And they just want to make it to look where they're not embarrassing themselves. Uh, I think the Bears have a little bit more to play for. I think they got some young kids that wanna that really want to show out for the for the end of the year so they can, you know, make the team maybe next year. So I'm gonna give Chicago this one. I see this being an ugly game, a slow game, and I'm gonna go ten to thirteen, actually. I'm Ooh. gonna go Chicago. Yeah, a defensive battle. Yeah, the Bears had actually, I don't know if anyone actually saw it, but they played the Seahawks up in Seattle, and it was a crazy snow game. It was like a blizzard, and the Bears won. On, not only did they have like a uh, a touchdown to Jimmy Graham, they had a walk-off two-point conversion where Demir Bird made a crazy one-handed catch. So the Bears actually do have some momentum, and that's why I think we're both on them in this game. So Giants fans, sorry. Probably going to be another loss, but not necessarily a bad thing for Joe Bob and all my G-Men fans out there because it will help help your draft capital. So we will move on in our week 17 preview and talk about a battle of two NFC East beasts. We've got the red hot Philadelphia Eagles traveling to you, George to play the Washington football team. The Eagles are a three point road favorite. And I think as the guy in star Wars might say, it's a trap. I think the Eagles are headed into a buzzsaw. I think Washington, I love George. I love, I don't care if it's the football team. I don't care if it's the tarpon spongers, a team that gets embarrassed the week prior will always play with a chip on their shoulder. Agreed. Mm -hmm. And I think the Washington football team will play the best version of themselves. I know you guys are not going to be completely healthy, but you're getting guys off of COVID. You've got a lot to shout out the lone wolf. I'm the lone wolf on this one, baby. I don't know if you're going to take the Philadelphia Eagles, George, but I'm taking the football team to slow down the momentum of the Philadelphia Eagles. I've got Washington to rely on the running game. I don't know if J.D. McKitts is going to be back, but feed Antonio Gibson the rock. Scary Terry has been very quiet the past few weeks. I want a breakout game from Terry McLaurin, maybe Ricky Seals-Jones, Deami Brown, Cam Sims. I need one of the others to make a play. And I hope that your playmaking safeties show up. I want Cam Curl or Landon Collins to come up and just lay the wood. I want to see Jalen Hurts take an RPO, keeping him damn self, and get popped. And let's get Gardner Minshew in the game. I got the football team with the upset right here. I'll go Washington 20-17. to 17. This is an interesting take, B. I'm not mad at it. There's guys like Sadiq Charles that are limited right now that have been out for a while. There's guys like Sam Cosme, who was our third-round pick this week out of out of Texas, is, is coming back from COVID. Obviously, Montez is back. We still have Antonio Gibson. William Jackson III might be coming back as well. So these guys are coming back. 
you know, Landon Collins, guys like J.D. McKissick, guys like Logan Thomas, guys like Chase Young, guys like Benjamin St. Juice, they're not going to be back by the end of the year. So I, I, I don't have to worry about that. Um, but I think this could be a tough matchup for the Eagles. I think that they're angry as far as Washington with John and Duran on the sidelines. I think right. they totally got embarrassed. Uh, but I, I do not see Washington. I, I just don't think they're skilled players. We don't have enough right now. We don't have enough, um, you know, just weapons on the outside right now with Terry being the lonesome receiver. It's just so tough to get him open. He's getting double covered. They always have the safety over the top watching over him. Uh, big things need to happen for this to work. Like you said, you always say every time you pick Washington to win, you rely on the run game. And yes. that's something that we have not been able to accomplish these last few weeks. So I, I, I can't say that I'd be surprised if that weren't to happen again against Philly with their strong defensive front. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to cha- I'm going to choose Philly and I'm going to choose them 23 to 13, bro. 23 to 13. Now, Georgia, yeah. this is a team. Yeah. That just two weeks ago, you guys had a ten nothing to lead, ten nothing lead on with Garrett fucking Gilbert at quarterback. Uh, valid. And valid. you guys had a slew. You're going to be a better team this year. What's or, the spread me, on this guy? Week. What's the what's the spread? Eagles on this Eagles guy? minus three. Uh, Eagles and, and, that, and it's and it's at um it's at, at Washington. It's at Washington. Yeah, and George, you know, oh, I told my boy Burger McFarland. I always like a dog to fight in his own backyard. <laughs> so I got I got the football team and another guy I want to mention before we move on, DeAndre Carter. He's been making plays for you yeah. all year. I don't know if it's going to be in the special teams. I don't know if it's going to be on a fade route down the sidelines. But I think one of these guys is going to make a late play for you. You're going to be losing in the fourth quarter. But one of these guys, maybe it's Taylor Heineke with that 4-5 speed. One of these guys is going to make a play and put a serious dagger in the hopes of the Eagles fans of getting – that final wild card spot. But let's put let's put a Washington hat on on B's head real quick because if y'all know B has worn Washington colors before. Yes, I and if you know, you know. But anyways, if Washington, <laughs> if if B was wearing a Washington hat right now, B, I got a quick question for you. Yes, Do sir. you want to win this game? Yes. You're not eliminated from the playoffs yet, bro. Okay. You can go eight and nine and sneak. You never know if the Vikings. Okay, the Eagles, I thought I the, thought we were actually eliminated. I'll be honest with you. I thought we were eliminated. Uh uh-uh. uh No, eight and nine can still slide in that last wild card. No, you're not eliminated. Okay. And I just want it for morale. I mean, at this point, I don't think it matters if you guys draft fifteenth or you draft. Yeah, that's, that's that's. You're not getting. You're not yeah, going to yeah, get yeah, a, yeah. a game breaker at that point. You're probably going to get another guy like like a Jamin Davis, like a a, a fifteen yeah. to twentieth guy who's going to start. Or you're going to get a starter. You're going to draft a starter in the first round. But at this point. Unless you do something crazy and go after, um, you package a couple draft picks to get a Matt Coral or um, a Kenny Pickett, or you um, you know throw a bunch of money at Russ. Um, I don't know I, if I, I want a quarterback at the fifteen or sixteen. I really don't know. I, I, you never know. It, you it's tough. The draft plays out. Yeah. Because yeah. none of these guys, it's not like last year we had, it was like all the quarterbacks were taken at the top. We had like a bunch, like, you know, Zach Wilson was t- was taken very high. Obviously, Trevor yeah. Lawrence was number one overall. You had a bunch of quarterbacks go quick. This year, this this crop of quarterbacks, they're good, not great. So I could see one of these guys maybe falling to you. But no, if I'm a football team fan and I am this week, I want to, you're playing you play to win the game, and you're playing to ruin the Philadelphia Eagles season. Nothing would feel better to see the look on Nick Sirianni's face as he's playing rock, paper, scissors on the sideline, deciding who's going to get fired because he's missed the playoffs. So, yeah, football team, let's go. If, if, if for nothing else, 
You played to ruin the Eagles season. And let's finish up this Week 17 preview with my Dallas Cowboys, who are going to be hosting the Arizona Cardinals. This is such a big game in the NFC standings. Of course, we've got Green Bay, who is the number one seed in the NFC at 12-3. and three. But then we've got three teams, the Cowboys, the Bucks, and the Rams, all at 11-4. and four. For good measure, the Cowboys are currently the two seed over the Bucks and the Rams. And the Cardinals are the fifth seed at 10 and 5. Everyone knows Arizona was the last remaining undefeated team in football. They have come crashing back down to earth. They had a rough second half last year. They've had the same thing this year. So I don't know what's going on with Cliff, King, Cliff Kingsbury's team where they seem to start off hot and fade. Yep. But the Cardinals are reeling. James Connors banged up. I don't know if he's going to play. DeAndre Hopkins is out. But man, George, if you remember last year on Monday Night Football, the Arizona Cardinals beat the dog shit out of the Dallas Cowboys. So I'm feeling a revenge game here. I think the Cowboys are playing with a lot of momentum, and the Cardinals are certainly not. I think the Cardinals play a hell of a game. Um, if My fantasy guys out there, if you're in the championship game this week and you're worried about Kyler Murray because he hasn't been that great you know, the past month, don't worry about it because Kyler Murray will slice and dice the Dallas Cowboys. As much as I love you, Trayvon Diggs, he'll probably give up a deep touchdown. Whether it's Chase Edmonds, whether it's James Conner, whether it's Kyler Murray, I see the Cardinals having success on the ground. I think the Cardinals score a lot of points in this game, but I like the emergence, the re-emergence, I should say, of Dak Prescott last week. He finally, I think, got his swagger back, and he um, had some chemistry with Amari Cooper. Dalton Schultz played a great game for Jay Ludd's fantasy team last week. Ezekiel Elliott caught a touchdown pass. Terrence Steele caught a touchdown pass. Of course, C.D. Lamb is still there. Michael Gallup is there. Cedric Wilson is there. I think our passing game and a turnover, of course, because that's what the Dallas Cowboys do. A turnover, a timely turnover, and the Dallas Cowboys relying on Dak Prescott's right arm gets us a high-scoring victory. I got the Cowboys 34-31. to How about you? Yeah, I, I find this to be probably the most entertaining game of the week For in sure. the feast. Um, I think Arizona has always been one of my favorite teams, but as you said, they they do kind of fall off at the end of the year. So that's that's always been interesting. I will say with Dallas's offense, they've been running more of an up tempo offense. As you've mm-hmm. as you've noticed, B. I think they call it the fastball offense, which is a little bit I don't know cheesy. Uh, yeah, cheesy. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, they 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 have been playing an upbeat offense. I think that helps them and helps them in this game. I think Arizona with Kyler, I, I I don't know what to expect. I honestly don't think he's right yet fully from his injury. It, I know it's been a it's been a while since he's since he's come off that injury, but it just doesn't seem like he's willing to give his body up as much and uh, and and to avoid contact like he has been doing. I'm gonna go ahead and, and take. I'm going to take the boys here, man. I I, I think Let's the go. Cardinals are are just struggling to to find their way back to where they were in the beginning of the season. I think that they they don't have a ton of veteran leadership in the locker room when when things don't don't go perfectly uh, for them. And I'm going to go ahead and take Dallas here because of the uh, up tempo offense and because the turnovers of the defense and what we've created and the speed of those defensive linemen are going to definitely affect Kyler a little bit more that that, that he's seen in the past. <laughs> and uh, I'll take the boys pretty handily this game. Surprisingly, I'm going to take them 27 to 19. Damn. 
Yeah. Well, thank you for that. That makes me feel confident. One more, one more guy I want to shout out before we move on to our grand finale is Kelvin Joseph. Uh, most of you people might not know who Kelvin Joseph is. He was our second-round draft pick out of Kentucky. He struggled with injuries most of the year. He's a defensive back, uh, for uh, by the way. He stepped up and made a couple big plays against the Washington football team last week. So that adds to the depth of the Cowboys secondary. His Instagram handle is BossManFat, which I just love. I don't know what it means. But look out for my boy BossManFat to be another playmaker in my Cowboys secondary. And I'll say I'll give BossManFat an interception, and that will give my Dallas Cowboys uh, a victory. But the feast is on the boys. But it's been a while since I got to do this. It's time! Coming off of an undefeated week in the NFC East and a winning upset parlay. Mr. Jeff Ludlow is a 27-24 and 24 overall record, a winning better. Let's go. The upset parlay, 5-5 five and five overall on the upset parlay. Jay Ludz, welcome back. Happy New Year. Hey, appreciate it, fellas. Glad to be back, man. I uh, apologize again for the memos the last few weeks. Just been a busy holiday season, uh, but ready to get Family into it. First. Man. Ready to get into it. And, and before I get let's, into my pick, let's uh, go. I do want to ask George, uh, which game is your lock of the week, George? Ooh, dude. Honestly, I'm gonna lock up them boys, bro. Woo! Cowboys. I'm gonna lock, lock up the them week. boys. Okay. Let's go. All yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. All right, Lutz. I'm going to start you got, uh, You know what? No, start with that game. Now that we're talking about locks of the week, let's talk about that Arizona-Dallas game right let's now. Let's talk about Lutz, the lock. What do you think? Mm-hmm. What, what makes you think Arizona is going to come back and do their thing? Because as of late, they've looked lost. I think. All right, 430. Troy Aikman and Joe Buck will be there on Fox. Yeah. We got the Cowboys yeah. minus. It's bouncing back and forth yeah. between five and a half and six. But let's go Cowboys minus five and a half or six. I, I think uh, I think uh, I think they're five and a half favorite right now, and uh, I think there's okay. better odds that Troy Aikman is uh, wasted by four thirty than, uh, <laughs> than the Arizona Cardinals have a chance of winning this game, dude. I think uh, oh! Dallas. I think Dallas controls the clock. Uh, I think they slap Arizona around this game, dude. Um, they're at home. They're at home. They played well at home all year. Uh, defense is getting turnovers. Kyler Murray, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention. Um, I have him in fantasy in one of my leagues, but the guy hasn't done much the last since he's been back from his ankle injury. No, no. He's not scoring a lot of touchdowns, yeah, man. Exactly. Like you said, Hopkins is out. And like I said, I, I think Dallas slaps Arizona around in this game. I think it's a little closer. It's not a blowout, but I do have Dallas minus five and a half, uh, 30 to 23. Dallas Cowboys. 30-23, Luds is swallowing the points. That's going to be a big game, and especially when it comes down to you know who's getting the, the, uh, the home game in the first round of the playoffs. All right, let's move on to the barn burner of the week I know we're all looking forward to. That will see the New York football Giants traveling to Shy City to face the Bears. We got the Bears as a six-point favorite. Luds, where are you going? The, the Bears haven't won a game by more than two points since week five. Um. I can't oh, wow. believe they're actually favored by a touchdown this game, to be honest, even though it is yeah. the Giants. Uh, I'm with you guys. I think Chicago does That's win this game. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, I think Chicago does win this game 20-17, to 17, but I am taking the New York Giants plus six. I think that's easy money. I actually that. like that. I like that. I like that plus six, man. Yeah. That actually might – that sounds like a really good lock just because – 
if you've noticed, dude, regardless of who's in there for New York, they're fucking they running battle. the football, man. And they're, they they're trying out there. They're not they giving do. up, dude. They're, they battle, man. And they have a great front. And I like that, Lutz. I do like that yeah. pick. Chicago they sucks. They play hard for Joe Judge. I'll say that. Yeah. Chicago sucks. <laughs> Chicago probably why Joe Judge is coming back because they like Joe Judge. They know they play They play hard for Coach Judge. Yeah. And I think uh, the tone I hear in George's voice, I think GVR might throw a little pizza money on that game. And I, honestly, I'm not going to lie. That plus, what was it? What was the spread on that? Plus Chicago? six. Plus six. Plus six. Plus, and dude, it's probably like cold, that. dude. It's in Chicago. Like it's probably cold ass weather. Oh, it's going to be very oh, cold. Running the ball. Oh, yeah. Low scoring game. There's only there's only one forecast in Chicago on January second. There's only one forecast. It's cold, dude. colder, and coldest, dude. And the Giants have just lost so much, dude. Like yeah. recently, and everything's falling apart. And eventually, Glennon's got to get some type of camaraderie with his receivers, right? Maybe. Like that's that's. I like that. I do like that. All right, so Luds has the has a Bears victory, but he is uh, going to push, and he's got the Giants plus six. All right, let's finish it up with the NFC East clash. I was the lone wolf taking the football team. George has the Eagles, um, but the football team is a home dog. We got the Eagles favored by three. P. Wills, if if uh, call me crazy, but I think you sound a little nervous about the Eagles, dude. You're, you're picking. I am. I, I just don't want to see them team? in the playoffs. <laughs> Uh, hey, real quick, um, who's to say you guys are talking about draft picks for Washington, maybe potentially taking a quarterback? Yeah. And I heard George say, I'm, yeah. he's not sold on a quarterback. I'm kind of with him. What if they decide to keep Heineke? What if, what if they sign this guy? I, he's under, he's ha- he has another year under his contract. Maybe they get him dude, another we weapon. Get absolute stud receiver, yeah. bro. Hey, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Another a weapon. weapon. Get him a wide receiver. Uh, yeah. You're uh, right. McKissick comes back. You got a little scat back that you can dump it off to. Like yeah. maybe they hold on to this guy. We can't forget who they used to have, guys. Right. We can't forget who they used to have. Right. I mean, they they did have some weapons. Uh, but to, <laughs> to go back to this game, uh, the the spread is minus three and a half. Philly's on the road. Um, Philly ran the ball mm-hmm. for two hundred and thirty eight yards against uh, Washington last time they matched up. Uh, Philly's getting yeah, hot. Yeah. Washington. A, a lot of that was Miles Sanders. Yeah. Philly's getting Miles hot. Miles. Miles. Yeah. yeah. Philly's getting hot. Washington. But he hot. was getting five yards before he was touched, B. Yeah. You, he was getting five yards before he uh, was touched. I mean, 28, was 28 17, Philadelphia Eagles. Philly minus three and a half. And then uh, the moment, right, as you've all points. been waiting for, the upset parlay. Upset parlay. Give me the Bayou Bengals, Cincinnati Bengals, <laughs> plus five and a half at home against the Kansas City Chiefs. The Bengals are nine and six. They're 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 in it. You dude. love the Bengals, bro. Uh, they've you been always, killing it for me. They've been the killing Bengals. it for me, dude. This year, um, I think I've lost one spread that I picked them on. I think they've won me three spreads. Uh, I just got another feeling about them. Joe Burrow's been slinging it. Uh, that team offense has been rolling. You're talking about the Raiders, bro. We're talking about the Chiefs now, dude. Yeah, I'm not worried. Yeah, I'm not worried. Fucking good. We'll see. The, the right. Bengals. The Bengals will wrap up the AFC North with a victory here, and for good measure, they're At the home. only team in the NFL that has two two 1,000 yard wide receivers with rookie Ooh. sensation Jamar Chase and T Higgins, and they also oh, got Tyler stat, Boyd bro. and Joe good Mixon. Stat. Thank you. Yeah, very good stat. And they're at home. 
All right, Lutz, you got the Bengals? And then I got the Miami Dolphins staying hot on the Dolphins. Hey, plus, plus let's three. Him up. Plus three let's at go. Tennessee Titans, dude. I think Tannehill's a bum. Uh, Miami <laughs> plus three. Cincy plus five and a half. Book it. Book it, baby. The Miami Miami Dolphins, first team in NFL history to have both a seven-game losing streak and seven-game winning streak in the same season. So the Dolphins are red hot, and I love that pick, baby. Fins up. Shout out to Mike Quesada. Luds, I like those picks this week, and I like having all the boys back in studio, man. It's been a while. I know it's been a crazy holiday season. George has got the pizza biz. Luds has got the family. I'm always here for you guys. I don't got a whole lot going on, but you know, it is what it no, is. Just to love, B Wills will always be here, y'all. Just remember yes. that. B Wills will always be here. Happy so. New Year Every to week, everybody. Baby. Stay safe. Uh, don't blow your hand yeah, off. Y'all stay safe. I hope everybody has JPP. a good time tomorrow night. Yeah. Yeah. Don't pull a JPP. Um, I would say just just go out and just embrace the Omicron. We're all we're all gonna get it. So just um, take deep breaths and just uh, enjoy the ride, baby. Because this is yeah, the check NFC out for them, uh, East. Check 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 out from them counterfeit M80s though. Dead ass, bro. You never wanna you never wanna play around with them counterfeits. So make sure you're getting the real stuff. <laughs> Sorry.